0: Welcome to the NECF Podcast, where we share our weekly sermons and faithfully interpret the Bible to encourage and direct you on your spiritual path. We are our devoted pastors and special guests delve into the depths of the Bible, exploring its profound lessons and useful applications for your daily life. So you don't need to go to the hospital before you can thank God for health. Amen. You don't need to be sick before you will thank God for help. But our attitude should always be that of reflection on what God has done. And what I want us to do, and what we've been doing throughout today, is to say, God, thank you for all that you've done for me. Thank you, Lord. Join us as we explore the timeless truth that have the power to change people's hearts and minds, promoting a closer relationship with God and a firm belief in His promises. To us this year, you know, I was sharing with the pastors, I said this year is the longest year of my life. I don't think there's any year that's as long as 2023. It seems as though it had
1: more than 12 months. In the midst
0: of uncertainties, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of
1: conflict, we find the peace and the stability of God. Because
0: God has helped us. Hallelujah. You know, I was planning to to teach or to preach about spiritual warfare.
1: In the middle of the night, I changed my mind. I said, we're going to give thanks to God.
0: Because God has been faithful to us. Hallelujah. You know, we started this year on a very good note, January.
1: Then the incident that happened in January where we lost our pastor. There were blessings
0: along the line. We had times so where we celebrated births. We celebrated marriages. We celebrated a lot of stuff this year. Now, what I want to point out is the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. You know, the believer does not have a bad day. Regardless of what happens around us, we have peace within us. And the peace we have, it makes a difference for us. Even as we look forward into the new year, I want you to go into the new year with confidence. Now, I'm not here to promise you, as I always do every end of the year. I'm not here to promise you that next year is going to be better. But what I'm very sure is that you are going to get better next year. Hallelujah. In fact, there's no any prophetic declaration, in, even in scriptures, that affirms the fact that the world will get better. The Bible says the world will get worse and worse. Wickedness will be on the increase. The devil is not resting. But we who are of the light will get better. We are the ones that God has endured with his presence to strive, to thrive even amidst the, the storm, to thrive above every wave that we'll face in the coming year. As we're praying, there's a prophecy. Let me read Isaiah 41 from verse 8. Then I will revert to what I want to do for today. But let me just go through this. This word is for us as a church. And I want you to take it with every seriousness and let it be, you know, like an anchor that helps us to dock our ship into the new year. Hallelujah.
1: Isaiah 41, but you, O Israel, are my servant. Jacob, in whom
0: I have chosen the descendants of Abraham, my friend, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its father's region and and said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and I have not cast you away. Fear not. And I believe this is a word for us in this house. Fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold all those who were incest against you. Shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing, and those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contend with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing, as a non existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Fear not you, warm Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, says the Lord. Says the Lord. And your, and your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Behold, I will make you into a threshing sledge. A sharp, threshing sledge with a sharp teeth. With you shall thresh the mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chaff. And I see what God is using us to do in this new season. Hallelujah. Through the instrumentation of your life, God is going to ride on your life to, to cause havoc to the kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of hell will totally be defeated by virtue of what God will do through you. As many as God has, has called on himself, he's releasing you as an instrument in this season. And you are going to snatch many from hell. Because the Lord will be with you. It says, behold, I will make you into a treasure sledge with sharp teeth. You shall thresh mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chaff. You shall winnow them. The wind shall carry them away and the wild wind and scatter them. You shall rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. Now look at this, verse 17. The poor and the needy seek water, but there's none. Their tongue shall fall for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. And I decree that in this new year, there shall never be a point in time that you will lack the help of God. At every point in time you will receive the help of God. I will open Rivers in desolate heights and the fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. And I decree that upon your life in this season there shall be abundance. That you walk into abundance in Christ. You shall suffer no lack. Every good thing that you require to live upon the first of the earth is supplied in the name of Jesus. From the beginning of this season to the end of it, there shall be no day that you will be stranded. Because the Lord is faithful and is true. And He will meet every need of yours according to his riches in glory. I will plain, I will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the acacia tree, the methyl and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the cypress tree and the pine, the box three together. And what I see the Lord doing is that he's anointing you even in the midst of this desert. He's anointing you afresh in this wilderness of life. He's pouring afresh into you
1: the abundance of his presence. He's quickening you It's quickening you. You are that plant in the wilderness. You are that tree in the wilderness. You are that oil tree. The reason is in verse 20. says that they may
0: see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. And the Holy One of Israel has created it. And I decree upon your life that in this season men shall see Jesus through you. Whatever thing that God will do in your life, men shall only trace it but to God. When there is weeping, you shall be rejoicing. When there is lack, you shall be rejoicing. When there is pain, you shall be rejoicing. Because the Lord is good in all times and in all seasons. Every grace that is needed to overcome in this new season, we take advantage of it in Jesus' name.
1: Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word is true. And it stands true in our lives.
0: We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus Christ's name we
1: pray, Amen. Luke. Luke chapter 17 from verse 11. We see a story of men that encountered Jesus. says
0: now it 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 happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee then as he entered a certain village there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood afar off hallelujah now i just want us to diagnose the situation of these men just going to give thanks today and then we close the bible says these men were lepers and for you to have leprosy in those days it means that you have a disease synonymous to COVID, right? I think COVID is is even better. They see you as a cursed person. They see you as someone that, because leprosy oftentimes is associated to generational, generational curse. So these men, what they do in those days is that they created a city for them, a town for them. If you are found with leprosy, they quarantined you in that place. You are excluded from normal relation with people. You are kept there until when, you know, something happened that you get better. They trust that when you get healed. Now, these lepers were alienated from others because of their sickness. You know, they stood at distance because they
1: were not allowed by law, by the Jewish law, to, to... to come to people. In their situation, we could see that they were doomed
0: in their helplessness. There was no hope whatsoever. Now I'm painting this situation so we can put ourselves in similar position and see the faithfulness of God.
1: Only Jesus had the cure To their sickness.
0: And they probably have heard about. Probably have heard about what Jesus has been doing. They've heard about the exploit that Jesus has been doing. How he has been healing many people. You know and the great things he has been doing. Probably they may have been living in the expectation. that one day to be their own turn. Praying and hoping that Jesus will come their way. And lo and behold. Jesus was passing by. And they lifted their voices. They call on him master. They believe and recognize him as a master. You know, they sought for mercy. And for us, probably in the course of this year, similarly, you know,
1: there are situations where you've sought God for help. And God has come through. In fact, to be alive is because God has been faithful.
0: Now, the leprosy that God has healed us from first and foremost is a leprosy of sin. When we are helpless and alienated from the family of God, he brought us into fellowship with him by the sacrifice of Jesus. This is something that is worthy of us giving thanks to God. And coming down to the practicality of the year and how God has navigated us through all circumstances, there are moments where we are helpless, we are hopeless. We knew that help would come from nowhere but from God. And God, in his infinite mercy, has kept you till now, this
1: moment that you are still alive and you are living. We see how God has helped them so also God has helped us. Amen.
0: In the crescendo of all this cry, we see how Jesus responded in an unusual way. I think this is in verse 14. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priest. And so it, it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them when he saw that he, ha- he was healed, he returned with a loud voice and glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was, he was what? He was a Samaritan. He wasn't a Jew. He was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, where, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine were they not found any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? The last verse here says, and he said to him, arise, go your way, your faith has what has made you well. Now, I don't want to talk about the other ten and what was running in their mind. Some of us perhaps, you know, are behaving or our situation of our hearts are like this ten, these nine others that, in the midst of all these wonderful things that God has done for us, we can't even see anything to give thanks than to refer to the things that we don't have and the things that we are hoping for. But I want us to examine these three important things we can see from this. He saw, right? The Bible said that he saw that he was what? He was healed. Now, have you seen, have you come, see, it takes revelation to understand what God has done for you. And if you don't think, if you don't reflect, if you cannot sit and look back and see that indeed God has helped you, then you will not see any need to do what? To give thanks to God. You will not see any need to give thanks to God. So this man, the Bible says, he saw. He saw what God has done. He, that means that he meditated. He, he was able to come to realization of what has happened to him. And number two, what did he do? He made a U turn. Now, ceremonially, before you could be declared free from COVID, what do you need to do? You need to go for a post test, a test, right? They'll test you again to ensure that you are okay. But he didn't even bother about going back to clarify with the priest because the law, the Jewish law, stipulates that you have to go to the priest to verify that you are healed. Then you can now come back and mingle with people. But at that moment, he realized that he was healed. He made a U-turn, going back to the God that healed him. Praising God, number three, he was praising God with a loud voice and fell at, fo- at the feet of Jesus, giving thanks and worshiping
1: him. So if you've not come to a place where you, you've seen what God has done, I think maybe
0: you should ask God to open your eyes we must pray and ask God to open our eyes to see the wondrous things that He has done in our lives. The good things, the wonderful things God has done for us. They are, they are countless. They
1: are countless. You know. So let's reflect on the faithfulness of God. Many of us are not thankful to God because we see
0: more of that one thing. That God has not done in court. That God has not done. And then we neglect the millions of things that he has already done. He has provided for us. He has walked through a means for us in the course of this year.
1: Hand upon my life this year, this season. The other nine went their way, you know.
0: But one, that Samaritan return. We must return to Jesus today and always to give him thanks, to give him praise, because he has met us hold.
1: Amen. He has met us hold. The only way we could pay back is worship. And that worship
0: is is the dedication of our lives daily to him as
1: a response to his goodness we see the man fell down in surrender and worship for all that god has done for him
0: and that is the kind of heart we should carry today You know, they will just open up our hearts and and just appreciate God for all that he has done for us. Now, I want you as an individual right now, as you are seated right now, you as an individual. Just close
1: your eyes. See, it's between you and God. Between you and God. We are not doing it corporately.
0: We are doing it as an individual. Just the reason why we have to close our eyes so that we will not be distracted. Meditate on what the Lord has done from January, February, March, April, May, June, July, and August and September, October, November, and even till this moment. Think. And respond in worship. Think and respond in worship. Think and respond in worship. Think over it and say, Father, thank you. I bless you for this. Be specific. Don't say, I thank you for my life. Be specific. I thank you for this event. I thank you for this matter. I thank you for this salvation. I thank you for this encounter. I thank you for saving me here. Some of us have wandered away in the course of the year. Some of us have been so into sin, and it took the grace of God to bring us back. Some of us, in fact, it's only the, towards the end of this year that you started, you know, being serious with God. But you see, the grace of God has been given to you; is the reason why you are here today. So I just want you to just meditate on the
1: goodness of God. If that's all we will do, then we have a blessed Sunday. Take your time. But I come to you like that one foreigner, that
0: one unbeliever. I come to you like that one Samaritan.
1: All I say is Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness in this church. Oh, I can see all that you've done for me. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Our hearts, our hearts are open, our hearts are raised unto you.
1: We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. The only thing we have today is to say thank you. Because we've enjoyed your goodness, we've enjoyed your mercy and your grace. Thank God for your family. What you
0: see God did in your family. For the restoration of
1: broken homes in this place, say, Father Lord, I thank you for this event. Even for those events that seem to be bad, say, Lord, I thank you because in the midst of this event, I saw and I'm seeing your goodness. For the growth you enjoyed this year, the word of God that has been coming to you,
0: For the past 52 weeks, there's no Sunday that you come here and then
1: God has not unveiled his word to you. It's the faithfulness of God in providing for your needs. God sent men into your life to labor. Appreciate God
0: for such wonderful people that God has placed in your life to labor in your life.
1: Please, it's you and God. We are not done yet. It's you and God. So Lord, I thank you for having mercy on me.
0: I hear someone saying, mercy, Lord, is your mercy. I've messed up, but your mercy, your mercy, your mercy. Lord, your mercy have found me, your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy.
1: Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. I'm grateful for your mercy. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy upon us. church, Lord, we thank you for everything. Praise is awaiting you, O Lord, God in Zion, and
0: to you the vow shall be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come, iniquities prevail against me. As for for our transgressions, you will provide atonement for them. Blessed is a man you chose and caused to approach you, that he may dwell in your courts. We are satisfied with the goodness of your house O of your holy temple. By awesome deeds in righteousness, you answered us, O God of our salvation. You who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of the far-off seas. You who establishes the mountains by his strength, being clothed with power, you who steal the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves and the tumults of the peoples, they also who dwell in the farthest parts of the, are afraid of your signs. You make the outgoings of the morning and evening rejoice. You visit the earth. And water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain. You provide our grain. For so you have prepared it. You water its ridges abundantly. You settle its forests. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. You crown our year with goodness. And your path drips with abundance. You crowned the year with goodness. Psalms 62 verse 11. You crowned the year with goodness. And your path drips with abundance. You crowned the year with goodness. 65, you crowned the year with goodness. Psalm 65 verse 11. You crowned the year with your goodness and your path drips with abundance. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with the flocks. The valleys also are covered with grain. A shout out for joy. They also sing The Lord has crowned this year with goodness. The Lord has crowned our year with goodness. And we enjoy the faithfulness
1: of God in this season. Father, we bless you. We thank you for the goodness that we enjoy.
0: It is you who has brought us to this moment. And to you we bring our worship. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I also want to use this moment to thank every one of you. Hallelujah. For showing up every Sunday. I want to thank you for being to church every Sunday. There's no Sunday we've come as pastors and we found empty seats. So as we've given thanks to God, we're thanking you also for the privilege to serve you for this past year. Thank you for attending the Wednesday services that we organize. Thank you for enduring the teachings that sometimes seems confusing and difficult to understand, but you've been patient and loved to follow even to this moment. And thank you for the questions you always ask and the clarity that you receive. Thank you for listening to us. Hallelujah. So it's not only you thanking us, but we are thanking you. Because without you, there will be no what we do here. So as a pastor, pastorate, we appreciate you. We celebrate everybody. We appreciate you for your support. Some of you have helped us to learn. We thank you so much for your cooperation in the course of this year. Some of you were difficult. And we thank you nevertheless. And I pray that this coming year, you know, we'll do much more together. Hallelujah. And for as many as serves in different teams as a church leadership, we thank you for your effort. We see all you do from the worship team to the media to decoration to ushering. Which one have I not called? Bible study. Huh? Prayer team. Welfare team. Technical team. Evangelism team. We follow up people. Huh? We thank you for your service. We see what you do. And we appreciate what you do. And we trust that you continue to do the things you do. Hallelujah. You are not doing unto us, but you are doing unto the Lord. And the God to whom you serve is blessing you richly in Jesus' name. And to our cell leaders and team leaders, we appreciate you and we celebrate you. We honor you. We thank you so much for your cooperation in this past year. And your service Have been noticed. Sometimes we may not openly say you are doing well. But we know that you've been doing well, and we we appreciate you for your service to the church. And we pray that God blesses you richly in Jesus' name. And to our pastors and their wives, we thank you so much for this year. It's been a blessing. We honor the grace of God upon your life. We appreciate you for your sacrifice and tenacity, the courage, the posture to which you, you put in this work. We really, really appreciate you for your service to us as a church. And we don't count any of your effort for granted. And we pray that God will bless you richly as he has blessed you. And then he will continue to make his face to shine upon you and grant you much grace to conjure to serve us in this house. Hallelujah. So it is on this final note that... draw a curtain to this year hallelujah and then we see you next year amen bless jesus thank you for listening to our sermon today we hope you were blessed by this teaching if you want to learn more about our church please visit our website or follow us on social media we would love to connect with you and hear your feedback Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel and share it with your friends
1: and family. You never know who might need a word of encouragement.